What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I don't know if I trust any Chris that spells it with a K. And Eric Fry. Shut up. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. happening here on this Tuesday. Welcome in to a new year. That's right. It's January 3rd, 2023. What's happening out there, everyone? Welcome in to the starting lineup. We're back on the air here on a 98.9. The game, it seems like, been forever yes. since we talked to you here on Trust Radio. But we're back here and we're ready to go. And, of course, we got a good show lined up for you, as always, here on this Tuesday. Plenty of things to talk about since the last time that we've talked to you, even in podcast form as well. Coming up, we'll be talking about some local sports from last night and get you set for tonight, getting back into the full swing of things here in the regular season after the uh, hangover there of the holiday uh, tournaments. Uh, we'll, of course, uh, get to uh, Illini uh, football from yesterday, falling in the Real Quest Bowl therein. Wow, what a bad beat that was for some people uh, there at the uh, very end. And, of course, we'll try to put a bow on the Illini football season as it's officially done and over. It's 242 days until kickoff against Toledo, though, uh, but we'll try to... Not that you're counting. No, not at all, and uh, we'll talk about that, and we'll also get to uh, everything else that happened in college football yesterday. What an exciting game that was against Tulane and USC, and the Rose Bowl happened yesterday as well, and we'll also talk about the events that happened in the playoff this uh, past weekend as well, and we'll uh, get to uh, the NFL and the NFL uh, playoff picture, and uh NBA, Donovan Mitchell dropped 71 points last night, and we'll touch on that. We'll hit up on the NHL. It was a winter classic yesterday. Uh, did you remember that, Eric? I did. Did you watch it? I watched part of it yeah. from the restaurant I was eating lunch at. There you go. So uh, we'll hit up on that as well as a couple of uh, blues news there, a couple of players singing the blues there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ha- also have some uh, recapping and a pick em recap as well and of course so whatever i don't get to here in the uh, trust show hour we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some form of fashion of course you can find that wherever you find your favorite podcast new year but it hasn't changed at all itunes uh, spotify our website fem radio 
Dot.com. And also you can check out in the archives. If you want to relive 2022, you can check out our top 10 sports stories, national sports stories, local sports stories of the year of 2022 as well. So I encourage you, if you haven't done that already, go ahead and check that out. So uh, we're back here rocking and rolling here on ESPN Radio. So uh, let's get into it. And uh, we got lots to talk about and recap since the last time that we spoke to you. So let's go ahead and let's get it started with well, first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're here back on uh, the airwaves, and uh, just like everyone else uh, today, uh, we would have talked about the events that happened in Monday Night Football. Uh, obviously, we would have talked about the results of the uh, game uh, here along with uh, the NFL, but uh, just like everyone in the uh, sports world, uh, the topic of conversation is uh, what we saw uh, last night in the uh, first quarter, uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, going down for the uh, Buffalo Bills and then uh, having to be uh, resuscitated there on the field and still in critical condition there in the hospital as a absolute scary scene uh, there in Cincinnati uh, last night. So uh, everyone else is kind of uh, talking about it this morning as well. So I uh, figured that we would start off the show with it as well since it's such uh, an impactful story in uh, the course and the grand scheme of things in sports and even the the national sports or national news outlets uh, picked up on it last night uh, as well. Fox News, CNN, all those uh, carrying the, the, the breaking yeah. news. Uh, I think they've stopped talking about it the, this morning, but uh, continuing to talk about it on SportsCenter this morning and first take and whatnot in uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, for the Buffalo Bills on everyone's mind in the sports world. Let's give you let's give an update because I do sure. have an update uh, to this story. A representative for Buffalo Bills player Demar Hamlin's fighting for his life. Speaking to Good Morning America, Jordan Rooney said his family is in good spirits and everyone is taking it minute by minute, hour by hour. Hamlin is reported to be in critical condition, as Travis said, after suffering cardiac arrest and collapsing on the field during the Bills game against the Bengals Monday night. The family friend went on to say, quote, we're confident that no matter what he's facing, he's going to come out on top. So uh, there is that. Uh, the family released a statement basically saying uh, that they're getting exceptional care. They also thank Coach Zach Taylor and the Bengals mm-hmm. for everything they've done and that they'll release updates as soon as they have them. So, um, yeah, what a just – all right, there's so many different ways I want to go about this. There's so many different angles to take of this. Yeah. And, of course, the the football angle is not what's important right now. No. Okay? So, Travis, this is the scariest thing I've seen in sports. Yeah. And I've seen NASCAR drivers die. This was scarier mm-hmm. than seeing Dale Earnhardt die live. And I watched that. Sure, it's because you know he was in the car, really, mm-hmm. and they didn't really the, show him kind of getting right, trying to get right, it, revive him. Right. The closest recently that I can put a comparison to, and I'm gonna I'm gonna compare NASCAR because that seems to be where we get a lot of the traumatic injuries in sports. Yeah. And that is that Ryan Newman crash at Daytona back in 2020, where he got hit in the roof, car flew up in the air, and they went off the air without any updates on him. Because yeah. they were up against the clock. That was the last time I felt 
oh my goodness, this may be something tragic. Mm-hmm. I, this was, so that's, I, I want to say that first, that this is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it live. I saw it on social media after the fact. And it still scared me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to do something, Travis, that I don't do. Okay. I'm going to commend Joe Buck. Yeah. Because as a broadcaster myself, yeah, to be put definitely. in a position like that, he handled it with class. He yeah. handled it the best way he could. And the entire ESPN broadcast team mm-hmm. did definitely. a phenomenal job yeah. of explaining to people what was happening without being graphic, without showing anything graphic, without anything like that happening now we don't know what was happening but we didn't get to see a whole lot of them working on the player they were cutting the commercials the players themselves stood around him so you couldn't see anything which i think is great yeah they, they did that that wide shot of the crowd yeah. and the ambulance yeah on the field and all the players huddled around there. yeah that's basically the that's the it. images that they showed after it all happened i think everyone involved with the espn monday night football broadcast including those yeah. back at the studio did a great job handling it. Yeah, definitely being in this industry, it's it's one thing to uh, yes to, t- to talk about that is like, man, I don't know what I would have done in that. Oh yeah, if I was in issues, I don't know if I could keep my composure together. Right, because when he goes down and collapses, he's no longer a football player; he's a person. Yeah, I think that's what Ryan Clark said. Yeah. too afterwards, with and, SVP and Ryan yeah. Clark just kind of sitting there one-on-one talking yeah. with each other basically and saying hey you know we're supposed to be talking about the game yeah. right now and here you got so much time to fill you got like right. basically almost two hours or an hour and yeah. a half to fill so those two guys as well yeah again everyone involved with the espn yeah. and everything involved with that did a great job a great great job of handling it like i said i think they handled it the best way they could have this isn't something that you prep for there's no. not a sheet you can go to in your there's not a broadcaster's playbook but if there was there's not a sheet you can go to and say all right player collapses on the field and is getting medically revived we go to page 52 and here's what we run down that yeah. isn't there for right. both the broadcasters and the behind the scenes the camera people director producer all those people right you have to you know talk about what's happening without and- being too graphic Right, and also reporting on facts as well. Exactly, and not speculating. Speculating, there was just like rampant speculation on social media afterwards, but they didn't really go into that And I will say that it is the complete opposite of what we saw on Sunday with the Indianapolis Colts. Right, yeah. And when Matt Ryan got sacked, and he's down and convulsing, Mm -hmm. and we're seeing it. Yeah. You shouldn't see that. Yeah, you don't want to see that. It was very scary. Um, So the fact that in back-to-back days we saw how a network can handle it the right way and handle the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I commend them, Travis. I I don't I can't think of another football injury. I was talking with Derek uh, earlier today. I cannot think of another situation like this in the NFL. Where a mm-hmm. game has been postponed due to an injury on the field. We've had games postponed because of someone tragically passing away before a game. Yeah. But I cannot remember the last time a game itself was postponed due to an on-field injury. We've had Joe Theismann's leg. 
which to me is always going to be the quintessential horrible sports injury. They kept playing that game. Yeah. When um, Alex Smith hurt his leg just a couple years ago, they kept playing that game. Mm-hmm. And to me, the interesting story about this is the fact that it was the players and the coaches Definitely. who yes. said, no, mm-hmm. we are not playing. Right. The NFL wanted to keep playing. Yeah, the NFL and Troy Vincent have kind of tried to backtrack the the whole situation of, oh, we don't know where well, that yeah, whole Well, yeah, it's a PR minute. nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Of course they're what, trying to what backtrack. What do you think the NFL was supposed to yeah. do in that situation yeah. of, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. But We don't know where that came from. Can I commend the players definitely for yeah, standing up and saying, The gravity no. of the moment. No, yeah. heck no. Like, I mean, Zachary Taylor going over to McDermott, like, I heard him like read his lips like, oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no way. And, you know, I remember watching uh, a game between the Eagles and the Cowboys where Michael Irving got paralyzed. And, yes, I know Travis is going to say, and the Philly fans cheered. Which they did. They they did. But that game continued. Right. It continued after he was stretchered out. Yeah. I think if the players would have had the chutzpah, we'll say, to make a stand, they would have, but they didn't feel they had that. This was hyped as one of the biggest games of the year, the week before the final week of the season. And for the yeah. players to realize, we don't know what's happening with this moving forward, but we don't care. We right. are not playing this game. Exactly. Is commendable to every single man on that team. Right. Yeah, definitely one of the images that everyone's uh, talking about already, about just seeing the images of all the players' faces. Mm-hmm. You knew that was just different. Oh, yeah. We, we've seen, we've seen the, the ambulance come out on the field and have people taking their face masks off and right. put, put on boards. But uh, maybe they kind of maybe put their hand up a little yep. bit or give the there was little nothing. thumbs up. There was nothing no. at all uh, there in that situation. So that's and, what made it a little bit differently. And you're like, after seeing these players' faces, you knew it was different. Yeah. And you knew that there was no no way that they would come out well, and continue this game. And it was also different because, you know, the play happened, he got up, and then mm. he just collapsed. It wasn't like a faint and fall yeah, over. He, f- he fell back and he hit his head on yeah. the turf as well yeah. again. So it was just – it was scary all around. And, you know, immediately, you know, I don't know. And, again, I heard Greeny say it, uh, you know, now is not the time to talk football. And I understand that. And it isn't. But at the same time, we have to. What next? Yeah. Uh, so I heard that question opposed to SVP, opposed to Ryan Clark. Like, what would it take for you to be able to play again? Exactly. I mean, because, again, we're going into the final week of the season. Both these teams are playoff teams. Yeah. I Right now, as we sit here on this Tuesday morning at 11.15 a.m., I don't know if the Bills can play this Sunday. Yeah. And I mean that sincerely. Right. I don't know what happens to this game. Me and Derek were talking about this as well earlier today. What do you do? Because yeah. the impact on the playoffs of this battle definitely between these two teams. I don't think you can play it tomorrow. Those no. teams they're not gonna be ready for that. No. I don't think they're going to be ready anytime soon to play the game in Cincinnati. So is it just going to be I a tie? Back to that. You just mark it as a tie? I mean, that benefit. I mean, I know, I think all the NFL teams would feel the same with that being okay. Mm-hmm. But if I'm the Ravens and a tie makes me a half game behind Cincinnati, 
Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's all going to come down to the the conversations of what's going to happen next is the updates and the condition yes. of of Hamlin. And it's going to if he un if he takes a turn for the worse right. throughout the week. Like I said, that Bills team ain't playing. Oh no, and. You know, we like I said, I was talking with Derek, and he's like, "Well, maybe the whole league will just not play this week, and then that way everyone's even. It's you know, amount of games they've played, and and then that way you can still do your seating and whatnot. And you can't do that because you have so many players that have incentives in their contracts of if you reach X amount of yards, X amount of touchdowns. Plus, you have the broadcasting partners of mm-hmm. the NFL that paid big money to get these big games. Yeah." You can't just not play, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Right. I I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I don't know either, and there's no easy no easy answer, easy solution. There's no there. easy solution for this. Yeah. Now, I will say that I, did, I was watching back and forth between – uh, wrestling and uh, mm-hmm. I'll just say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrestling and uh, Monday Night Football. And when I was on Monday Night Football, this play it did happen, and I didn't see him fall back or anything after he got up. But uh, I did like hear, oh, someone's down, and who is it? Oh, it looks like it's Hamlin. And then I they went to commercial or something, mm-hmm. and then I turned the channel because I thought it was just uh, another yep. everyday injury. Yep. And then uh, later on on social media, I was like, oh, they're suspending uh, the game because Hamlin's still down and getting uh, getting escorted out for the ambulance. And I was like, oh, wow, this is serious. This is different yep. than just a normal injury. And so then just all the things that, that happened afterwards and everything, just to, just to see that whole stadium there in Cincinnati just fall silent and yep. – just a waiting word of whether uh, the condition, uh, not only of Hamlin, but whether what were we going to do uh, for for the game. And it was just also nice to see the the players kind of uh, all together yes. with uh, and the fans, the Buffalo and the fans as well, united in the stadium and outside mm-hmm. the hospital mm-hmm. as well. It's not about the Bengals versus the Bills anymore, and we united as one as yep. human beings for another human being. Yep. Uh, as well. So. Like I said, when he went down, he was no longer a football player. There were no longer football teams. Mm. It was a bunch of people. Yeah. And so, again, my thoughts go out to him and his family during yeah, this how extremely crazy difficult is that, time. That his family and his was mom there. was there. And just to know what they were going through, that here he is on this team that's enjoying success, and then in a moment, you're rushing to the hospital not knowing what is happening? Mm-hmm. Right. Very scary. Yeah, definitely a scary. One of the scariest things you'll ever see on live television. Uh, their unprecedented uh, event that happened uh, last night, uh, for sure. And I know a lot of uh, ESPN shows today are talking about this, and I don't know what else uh, that they'll get to uh, today. And I don't know what else on ESPN radio that uh, people will get to today besides uh, this topic. But we'll, we'll try to be escape. Uh, we'll always try to be an escape uh, for the quote unquote real world. So uh, we're gonna try to uh, move on, and we're gonna try to uh, talk about this. But that doesn't mean that. We 
we don't care about this, that uh, we're still uh, sensitive to the situation uh, there. And our thoughts and prayers are yep. with uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, there in uh, Cincinnati. So we'll, we're going to attempt to talk about other things. And uh, coming up uh, here, we're going to talk some uh, local sports on the way, what happened last night in high school girls basketball and what's happening tonight in uh, boys basketball. So we got a couple of girls basketball matchups as well. So we'll talk about that on the other side of the break on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Our goal at Rue Hall Auto Body is to deliver professional customer satisfaction, the highest quality repair, and a quick turnaround. Rue Hall Auto Body is here to assure you that your vehicle is repaired to its pre-accident condition by our trained technicians, modern equipment, and premium quality parts. Rue Hall Auto Body is located in the former Rick Meyer Auto Body location on Route 40 between Totopolis and Effingham. Call Jake Rue Hall at 217-857-6150 for all your automotive collision needs. Zone, Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Oh, want better visibility to get you through the winter? A new pair of premium wipers can help. Right now, you can earn a $10 bonus reward when you buy a pair of Rain-X Quantum Wiper Blades. See better and stay safe on the road all winter long. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. Offer available to AutoZone Rewards members. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fansville, where the refs are always wrong and Dr. Pepper is always right. Where the mountains are capped with cooler ice and children learn the 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper before they learn the alphabet. Smart. It's the one place where a man is a six unless he's wearing face paint. He's a ten. And where fans deserve a Dr. Pepper no matter if they win or lose. We're going to win. Get ready for anything to happen this college football season on Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Grab some today. And now, the starting lineup. Eric Fry Sports Center updates the Colts are in Minnesota on Saturday night to take on the Vikings in their second preseason game. You can hear that on our sister station, 109. Oh, 1090 AM WCRA. <laughs> oh I was still God. right. It just sounded bad. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9, the game ESPN radio. Let's talk some local sports here now. Let's talk some uh, high school uh, girls uh, basketball that, that happened yesterday. And uh, due to uh, some of the uh, weather, the uh, Arthur Knights holiday classic for girls basketball, it concluded uh, yesterday as they still had a couple of the games that decide the third place game in uh, championship games as Mount Zion started off the day. They defeated Christmas 62-12. to Arthur then defeated Heritage 66-13, and uh, that advanced Mount Zion and Arthur into the championship game. But before we got there, it was Shelbyville over to Cater Eisenhower, 
third place game. It was Chrisman over Heritage, 44 to uh, 32. And then in the championship game, it was Mount Zion getting the win over Arthur, 57 to uh, 49. And so uh, I think that that does it for the uh, holiday tournaments, mm-hmm. as I was the last one to uh, wrap up there. And Mount Zion taking home the Arthur Knights Holiday Classic Championship there. We also had in other action from last night, Casey, they picked up the win over Fairfield, 33-29. to it was a Windsor Two Straws pulling off the win over Cumberland, 47-35. to Windsor got off to the 17-6 lead after the first quarter, and Cumberland tried to chip away after that. But a great first quarter there propelled the Hatchets uh, to the win. Uh, Hayes led the way for Windsor. Uh, she had 13, and uh, Becker led the way for Cumberland in a losing effort. She had 18 points there. It was uh, Nicomas over Brownstown and St. Elmo, 62-39. Seaball uh, was the only one in the double figures for Brownstown. She had 10. Uh, Baldridge, she was close to double figures. She had 8. Uh, Sable, she had 19 for Nicomas to lead the way. Nicomas led 12-4 after the first quarter, and then 27-9 at the half. And obviously they would go on to a win uh, there. Uh, so uh, Edwards County also defeated Robinson 68 to uh, 58. It was uh, Mar. Uh, nope, it was Weber Township over Red Hill 46 to uh, 22. Then I saw that uh, South Central they defeated Martinsville 74 to uh, 16 was the final there in South Central. And Webster led the way for the Cougars. She had 26. Brooklyn Garrett had a 23, and she also uh, accomplished her 1,000th point. Uh, I did last see that. Yes, as well. So congratulations to. Uh, Brooklyn uh, there against Martinsville last night and I'll be seeing Webster and uh, Garrett on the floor coming up on uh, Thursday in uh, Frina as Altamont squaring off against the mm-hmm. South Central uh, coming up later on in the week. But that was it from uh, girls basketball uh, for uh, last night. So a little bit light schedule, kind of dipping the toes back in the water into the new year uh, there. But uh, we got uh, boys basketball going on uh, tonight and a couple games on our radio stations uh, that I'll get to in a second. But uh, Olney, they're going to be hosting FEM, of course, Olney uh, off of a, a victorious championship at the Duster Thomas Classic mm-hmm. in uh, Pinckneyville, and they're 11 and 2 on the season. They're hosting the Hearts tonight. Uh, St. Anthony back in action against Robinson. That's a good matchup there at the Endless Center this evening. Uh, Paris is against uh, Dietrich and Nioga at Windsor Stew Straws. Uh, Oblong Powhut against uh, St. Elmo Brownstown. Uh, say South Central coming off of there. Uh, Dietrich Holiday uh, Tournament Championship. They're hosting Carlisle Totopolis. Uh, they had just finished in the second place, actually, of the FEM. The topless uh, holiday classic or the Christmas classic, I guess they uh, call it uh, mm-hmm. there. We didn't get to talk about uh, that much because it happened on uh, Friday, and Friday right. just seems so long ago. It does. With uh, the New Year's happening and whatnot and everything that happened last night. Uh, topless, they're going to be traveling to uh, Monticello this evening. Uh, Casey, they are hosting uh, Charleston. That game was uh, just added. I believe not too long ago. And uh, Villa Grove is at Tri-County. Pena is hosting Mattoon. And the two games on our radio stations this evening is uh, the uh, Cumberland Pirates back in action after uh, they uh, uh, placed in fifth place. Yes, fifth place, uh, 3-2. 50th Vandalia Holiday Tournament. Mm -hmm. And they'll be hosting Heritage uh, tonight there in uh, Cumberland. And that game will be over on WCRA. And Eric will have the call. Yeah, first uh, conference game for the Pirates this year. So uh, wanting to start off that conference schedule with uh, – 
some positive momentum, try and carry that momentum from uh, the the Vandalia Holiday Tournament into some conference schedule. Mm, definitely, I didn't realize it was the first conference yep. game. Yep. Yep. It's uh, it's weird. Um, and then uh, also over on uh, Jack FM, it's going to be Altamont squaring off against uh, Shelbyville. And Altamont, of course, uh, going off uh, their impressive performance at the Cesar Holiday uh, Tournament, winning the uh, Cesar Holiday Tournament Championship and uh, right in a five-game winning streak uh, coming in uh, tonight. And uh, Shelbyville coming off a one-and-four uh, performance there at the Vandalia holiday uh, tournament there so they're looking to bounce back and start off the the new year uh right against uh, altamont tonight and also it's going to be the first time it seems like it's been forever mm-hmm. since uh, altamont has been back in the altamont uh, gymnasium so uh come on out and uh, if you don't come on out then you can uh, hear it on jack fm and uh, if you don't come out to uh, Cumberland as well, you can hear it over on uh, WCRA. Uh, we'll have all the coverage for you, and uh, we'll have the scores on our website as well as we'll talk about them uh, tomorrow. I feel the same way about Cumberland. It has been since it the seems first like forever. week of December. First week of December since I wow, was at Cumberland. Wow, yeah. I guess that would be right. Because we had the St. Elmo. St. Elmo and yep. Vendelia. Yep. And then we had the, the game over in Martinsville. That mm-hmm. was at Martinsville. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time since Cumberland has been at home. <laughs> And yeah. I think they only have maybe three or four home games left on the schedule. Really? So, hmm. yeah, not looking forward to that. <laughs> so. But uh, I know you mentioned it, Travis, but mm-hmm. I, I, I want to give a, a special mention to if if you are looking to go to a game, you don't want to head out to you know the games we're at or, or something like that, the girls' Mount Zion at Paris game. Oh, yeah. Mount Zion, I think, 12-4 and four on the season. Mm-hmm. Paris just suffered their first loss of the year. Uh Take uh, losing to Camp Point Central in that State Farm uh, Holiday yeah, Tournament final, game, yeah. and and that was only a four point game. Uh, mm-hmm. And Camp Point is really good, yeah, so that is that could be a, a sneaky good game uh, yeah, tonight yeah. to watch. De- definitely an intriguing one to watch, and also the other game that's going on in girls basketball this evening is uh, Dietrich hosting uh, CHBC. Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, as well. I think that was a makeup game mm-hmm. from uh, the. Uh, weather issues, yeah, I think uh, possibly so. um, being made up uh, this evening. So uh, again, we'll we'll talk about them uh, all tomorrow and recap it. Uh, tomorrow and uh, coming up here on the uh, show we are going to uh, talk about uh, Illinois uh, football and unfortunately we have to uh, recap their game yesterday not unfortunately for that but unfortunately that's the final game of this season so uh, we'll put a bow on the the Illini football season and ah, what could have been but we'll talk about it coming up next here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back Winter is almost here. Is your car ready for daily commute? Stock your vehicle with supplies such as snow shovel, broom, and ice scraper. Abrasive materials such as sand or kitty litter may help when you get stuck. Jumper cables, flashlight, and warning devices such as flares and emergency markers may help when problems arise. Blankets, a cell phone charger, food, water, and necessary medicines may also be necessary for longer trips. This is Sergeant Jerry Purcell of the Effingham Police Department. Please prepare your vehicle and yourself for the upcoming winter. Steps now may protect you and your passengers. You've created a comfortable home office. Now let Carrier provide the cash bonus. For a limited time, you can claim up to $1,750 in cool cash rebates on qualified Carrier home comfort systems. There's never been a better time to upgrade your year-round premium comfort and energy savings. Carrier, turn to the experts. Call Probster for duration at 217-342-6441 
or stop by 318 West Jefferson Avenue in Effingham. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Remember when one of your best players got injured, but not like on a play or anything? He got injured celebrating a play, and it's not like it was a game-winning play or in the playoffs, and he was out the rest of the season because he was injured while celebrating? Yeah. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Save now on appliances and more at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. For a limited time, get up to an additional $600 off select major appliances and instant savings from top brands like Samsung, LG, and Whirlpool. And you can take home what you buy same day. Plus, get store-wide savings on even more items. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Exclusions apply while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Valid 1229-14. And now... The starting lineup. You know, Travis, I like you. <laughs> okay. But you're wrong. Flora's going to get this win. All right. Handedly. 42 to 14. 42 14. Wow. To Flora. The disrespect. <laughs> On 98 9, the game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. St. Louis Blues are trying to get back in the win column when they visit Toronto Maple Leafs at Scotia Bank Arena tonight. Blues lost to the Wild 5-2 on New Year's Eve. They've dropped four of their last five. St. Louis is in fifth place in the Central Division with 37 points and a 17-17-3 record. They will be without two of their top players, though, for multiple weeks. The team plays center Ryan O'Reilly and forward Vladimir Tarasenko on injured reserve yesterday. St. Louis signed goaltender Joel Hoffer on a two-year, one-way contract yesterday. Chicago Bulls were on the wrong side of a 70-point performance during a 145-134 overtime loss to the Cavs at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Chicago's now tied for 11th place in the Eastern Conference at 16-21. They host the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow night. The Chicago Blackhawks continue their seven-game homestand when they host Tampa Bay Lightning at United Center tonight. The Blackhawks coming off a 5-2 loss to the Sharks on Sunday. They've lost 20 of their last 22 games. Chicago is in last place in the Central Division with 20 points and an 8-24-4 record. Tonight's contest begins at 7.30. Chicago Bears may shut down their starting quarterback. Head coach Matt Eberflus told reporters yesterday the team is still discussing whether or not to start Justin Fields in Chicago's season finale. Comments come a day after Everfluss said that Fields would play if he's healthy. Fields has 17 touchdowns and 11 interceptions to go with 1,143 yards and 8 touchdowns on the ground. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on a 98.9 of the game. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there handling the uh, sports center hits. And I was just thinking about that, watching the game on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Is that why is Justin Fields still playing? Yeah. Like, it's clear that the only thing that they're playing for is the number two pick. So, uh, shut him down there. He could have got injured on that one uh, scramble and turnover there. Uh, you mean the, the one where game. no one rushed that interception? No, not oh, that okay. one. But the, the fumble that he had, I think it was towards yeah. the end of the, the first yeah. half, kind of uh, twisted I up there. I did see that, yes. Yeah. And then I didn't realize that uh, Donovan Mitchell's performance was against the Bulls last night. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. I just saw that Donovan Mitchell scored 71 and a little bit of the highlights, but I guess I wasn't paying attention it was against the Bulls. Just saying that that is more Ouch. than LeBron ever scored in a Cavs jersey. Yeah. So, it's the most since Kobe. Yeah. He's 81. So, therefore, uh, Donovan Mitchell now is Mr. Cav. Yeah, that's so. right. 
LeBron who to Cleveland fans? You got Donovan Mitchell. Exactly. <laughs> LeBron who. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, yesterday you heard it uh, right here. And the reason why we were on the air yesterday was because uh, the Illini, they were in a January 2nd bowl. And unfortunately, they uh, fell in the final game of the season. And it was 19-2-10, but... It was basically 13 to 10, and uh, what an absolute bad beat uh, for some people. Uh, we locked it in when we did our pick 'em on Friday. Yeah, uh, I think we did. It was pod. like one and a half, and it swelled yep. up to three and a half. So that last play of the game was very significant uh. to some people with entertainment. With uh, Illinois plus three and a half, they had it. They had it covered, and then Mississippi State comes in there and scores on that uh, scoop and score off the lateral uh. Uh, attempt there. So that play was very significant to. Two of some of betters, uh, Dave Portnoy. Shout out for a bar stool there, uh, riding with Illinois plus three and a half. But unfortunately, I didn't get it done, and the season uh, comes to a close. And uh, what the Illini lost, like uh, they lost like four of their last five games or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, the season started out so much promise, and uh, it ends uh, eight and a five. Kind of ends on a little bit of a sour note. Uh, yesterday. I don't know why you're so shot, Travis. I I'm told not, you this. I'm not, but I'm I there at the beginning uh the game we played well. Yeah. And we played well for the majority of the game. We could have went into overtime there except it looked like there on the final drive not only were they talking about uh, Mike Leach on the uh, broadcast and uh, like what are we what did what did we expect them to drive down the field uh, trying to win for their coach and whatnot, but you know, it just looked like they were tired there at the very end. But without all the players that we had, I thought defensively we played well. They held them to 10 points, basically 13 points there. It was our offense was struggling without our guy, Chase Brown. You give up 16 points, and I know what you're saying. Six of them take off the board. But you give up 10 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I know. That's what I say. That's, we kind of lost yeah, at the very end, our stamina. That, that's where... I think that's where you were missing your defensive coordinator. You were missing someone to rally the troops. Yeah. Well, that doesn't seem like a Brett Bielema thing. I mean, I thought uh, Coach Henry did pretty pretty good. I'm not saying he did, did an awful job, but at the end of a game, when the team is tired, you need someone to rally around. And without having Sidney Brown, without having the guys who you've leaned on yeah. all season long to be those energizers – yeah, your coach has to be that, right? And I just don't think that was I. I the offense, yes, it it was definitely not doing well. But again, you had no Chase Brown. You kind of figured that, right? You yeah. knew try try. I mean, let's be honest. You knew going into this game, twenty eight points would be an accomplishment. If you could put up twenty eight points, you would have been happy, regardless right. of the outcome. You would have been happy putting up 28 points. Yeah. And for the most part of this season, we, we protected Tommy DeVito uh, pretty well. But yesterday, seven sacks. And uh, when Illini lose games, like the one against Michigan State and probably Purdue as mm-hmm. well. I know Michigan State for sure. Like that couldn't get to the quarterback. And we didn't get to the quarterback yesterday. No sacks at all. I don't remember him uh, being, being pressured or hit. Uh, a lot. And he did have two interceptions there, including uh, one in the red zone that kind of pre- 
preserved there, uh, keeping him out of the end zone there. Uh, but two interceptions, uh, but no sacks. And we lose games when we don't get to the quarterback uh, there, and we didn't uh, yesterday it, uh, there. It's very simple, and Illinois fans are going to hate hearing this. There was one team that wanted it more. Yeah, at, that, at, at the, the end, end that's, for sure. That's what it comes yeah. down to. One team wanted it more, and it wasn't the Illini. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could – Mississippi State was playing for something. Illinois was not playing for anything. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, that's kind of the, the bad thing about the Bulls. What is there to play for? Right. If you're not in the playoffs, what are you playing for? Mm-hmm. A trophy and a bag of Cheez-Its if you're in the Cheez-It Bowl? Like, yeah. No. So, I understand that, but at the same time – you would have liked to have seen him go 100% for four quarters mm-hmm. and not 100% for three and a half. Right. Yeah, in their early going uh, this game, you could definitely tell that Mississippi State was playing w- without their coach and offensively uh, they were playing without their main play caller uh, there because the defensive coordinator, of course, took over for uh, Coach Leach. Mm-hmm. And uh, then over on the Illini side, you could definitely tell that we were playing uh, without uh, Chase Brown uh, offensively uh, there. So it was kind of uh, – it took a little bit to uh, get it going. Uh, the Illini did score there in the second quarter. Tommy DeVito uh, got in uh, to a uh, give them the lead a seven to three into the half and then yeah only three points put up in the second half and you compare that uh to a 16 in the final quarter by the uh, bulldogs there and uh they take it and i see some people on uh, social media uh putting this that this could should this win should be put on Mike Leach's record so with that he could uh, get into the hall of fame because he only needed one more win to uh qualify for the hall of fame college hall of fame i'd be okay with that oh definitely and i think everyone should do uh the right thing in that aspect by the way just so everyone knows with that illinois loss the big 10 finished five and four in bowl season ah so still, winning record winning record winning record no thanks to the illini but <sighs> yeah and another big 10 team yesterday <laughs> yes what a go west <laughs> hey yeah exactly we're, we're coming uh usc coming up and purdue didn't show up at all ah jabris they were great. our west champs travis i know west division I know. champions i know and they get blown out 63 oh. to 7 lee <laughs> so much for but, that uh coaching resume for drew Brees. Here, here's the thing travis with going back to the illini mm-hmm. is this one year Right. Is this a is this a blip? Factoring in that UCLA and USC are coming. Now I know it's not gonna be next year. Be the year yeah. after that. Is this a one year thing for the Illini? Eh, I'm not ready uh, to to say that, but yeah, we, we've talked about it, and it's finally coming here because it's the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, the one being positive Illini person that I try to yes, put a yes. positive spin on everything. I am kind of worried that, you know, uh, the, the coaches that have improved mm-hmm. the defense so much, Coach Walters, now he's a head coach at Purdue, and he's took a couple of guys uh, there as well from, from the defense. So I'm a little bit worried about uh, recruiting the guys uh, there again, and I'm a little bit worried about what we're going to see. Is this what we're going to see out of the Illini offense without yeah. uh, Chase Brown in there? But, you know, a new quarterback will, will come in, and maybe we'll be a little bit more balanced and we don't have to rely so much on Chase uh, there. But then another thing that, that worries me uh, watching this game is that Isaiah Williams balled out yesterday, nine grabs, 114 yards. Yeah. 
I'm a little worried that he's going to leave as well. He could be into the transfer portal because Corey Patterson, he went to Purdue as well to join up with Coach Walters, mm-hmm. and that's the guy who recruited Isaiah to uh, Illinois. And Basically, uh, Coach Patterson was given a job at Illinois because Isaiah was coming here, right. and they, uh, he was the head coach there at Trinity Catholic in the metro St. Louis area. So a little worried about Isaiah possibly transferring out. He was only – I think he's only a sophomore or a junior, uh, so he has some eligibility yeah. uh, left. And if he leaves, that's that's going to be uh, another issue uh, there. So I'm not willing to say, hey, this is a one-year blimp. Uh, if you if we're sitting here under 500 next year, you could say, yeah, this this year was, was a blimp on the radar. I will say it now. This was a blimp. No. And I'm the reason why that. is because the style of football Illinois plays – is not conducive to winning in 2023 college football. What do you mean? I mean, defense needing to hold an opponent under 21 points. Georgia says hello. That's one team, Travis. With the They're the number best. one team in the country. They're number going one. for back-to-back national championships. Yeah, absolutely. And they have a great defense. They do have a great defense. They Top also five have defense. a very good offense as well, right? They also have a lot of five stars that they recruit, right? How many five stars are coming to Illinois? Not yet. We got four stars. How many five stars are in Georgia? It's Georgia. You also have the one of the top three coaches right now in college football. In the past seventy years, Georgia's been a lot better than Illinois has been. So yeah. they got the track record. Yeah. That's why five star recruits are going there. Yeah. Not Illinois yet. That's because Illinois is a blip. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not willing to I say that. I don't have faith in this Illinois offense to put up points. I just don't. And I don't think the defense is going to be as good as it was this year. Yeah, I don't think it'll be. Like That's not a top, good combination. Top five or anything like that. But it'll be a little drop off. But I don't expect them to go back to the levels of, of Lovey Smith bad. No, I'm not expecting that. <laughs> but Brett Bielema has always been a defensive first coach. That's what his Wisconsin teams were. Yeah, and running the ball. And running the football. I don't know if that can work in 2023. Yeah. I want to be proven wrong. But your defense is not going to be as good as it was this year. Your offense without Chase Brown, we saw it yesterday. I know we're getting a new quarterback in, but looking at his track record, he hasn't lit the world on fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Not yet. I know that's he's what you keep saying. Not in, yet. He's playing, in yet. The, he's playing in the SEC at Old Miss. So Once they get to Illinois, that's when everyone just turns it on. They get it. Possibly. It clicks. Possibly. <sighs> yeah. You are the eternal and, optimist, And Travis. I think that we, we've proven on our defense that we don't need uh, five-star recruits because we had one of the best defensive players in the country in Witherspoon. He wasn't a five-star recruit. At all, and he turned into one of the best the defensive backs in the country this year. So I will give you that one. I will. But the coach who did a lot of that is gone. Are you giving that credit to Lovey? No. Oh, Coach Walters. Yeah. 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 Like I said, that's the one thing that, that worries me. That all the, these guys leaving and all yeah. the guys that recruit the guys. Yeah. So. That's it. Reminds me a lot of the Illinois basketball team. In that, where are we recruiting-wise? Yeah. What are we recruiting? Who are we recruiting? And how are they going to translate to the Illinois style of football? 
Mm. Yeah. And who knows, we, we could be uh, recruiting players as well, and uh, you never know, we could use the, the transfer portal uh, as well, kind of like we, how we got our last two quarterbacks and mm-hmm. like how the Il- Illinois basketball roster has uh, filled out with uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. and Meyer uh, there uh, as well. So I and guess it worked we'll, out great. <laughs> so we'll just wait and uh, see on that. We'll wait and see on them uh, as well. So uh, the Illini are uh, done. And like I said, 242 days until we kick off in uh, Champaign there against the Toledo Rockets for the 2023 season. And we'll see you all there in Champaign. If not, you can hear it here 98 on the game. Yeah. But uh, looking at the schedule next year, Good thing schedule purposes wise, no Friday games. Good. No Thursday game. Good. Back to normal. <laughs> it appears to look like it's going to be all Saturday games. Don't worry, they'll flex. <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, even though I don't think that we're going to clamor for uh, college game day to come to Champaign uh, next year. but You said that now. When we start out 3-0 and beating three cupcakes, you're going to be like, bring it. Here we go. Bring yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Especially after in the second game of the season, I think it's uh, Penn State. Yeah. Uh, or the second uh, home game, uh, at least, is, uh, yeah, it's first three weeks are Toledo, Kansas, and Penn State, uh, I believe, there. So, yeah, 3-0. and Come on down. All right. <laughs> but we'll wait and see uh, for that next you year. You had a but... good New Year's, didn't you, Travis? <laughs> like I said, it's a new year. We're, we're eternal optimists uh, this year. I don't want any of the, the negative uh, stuff. But uh, what could have been, though, uh, this is the best season that the Illini have had since, uh, what, 2011. Best record in the Big Ten uh, in a long time as well. We finished in second place. We're only projected to be five and a half wins on the season so uh we got eight we could have got more but uh hey uh could have should have would have we only uh lost uh, every game by one score i don't consider that yesterday one score that little fluke scoop and score thing uh there but uh still uh, it was still a pretty successful season for the Illini. We're not sure about the uh, future uh, to come. And uh, coming up here on the show, I do know what's in the future for us. Coming up in the uh, next segment, as I don't think I teased that at the top of the show, but we need to get to Sports Weekend. It's the post weekend, so we need to get you the top three moments from the Sports Weekend. And that's exactly what we're going to do coming up next to close out the show. It's the top three coming up here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. ABC News, I'm Trevor Alt. The House has reconvened, and among the first items lawmakers will undertake is voting for Speaker of the House. Kevin McCarthy is still trying to shore up votes. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PeakinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank and Totopolis Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. 
Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That sound you hear is a college football fan eating Cheez-It. Listen closely. Mm. You can hear them enjoying Cheez-It crackers made with 100% real cheese. Keep listening. They're snacking on Cheez-It while they cheer for their favorite team. That's the sound of fans feeling the cheesiest. And that's how you win on game day. Cheez-It, official sponsor of the college football playoff. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now, the starting lineup. That was back in the 50s and 60s. I know not a lot of, there were not as many teams, not as many good players or whatever, but, but still. Travis knows this from personal experience. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Go ahead. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Eight in a row, impressive. <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on a 98.9 of the game ESPN radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you still just a little bit longer here on ESPN radio, but still got more to talk about coming up in the podcast. But it is the post weekend and it's a long extended weekend. So we got the top three moments from the sports weekend to close out the show. So let's go. And now. It's time for the top three. Top three moments in the uh, sports weekend. Again, in no particular order, but I'm starting off with my uh, number three, and it was on Sunday on New Year's Day. That was the Illini women's team beating number 12, Iowa, 92-86. Caitlin Clark, who? Well, uh, Shauna Green doing the giddy in the locker room, or the giddy, the gritty. Sorry. Green doing a uh, gritty in the women's uh, locker room there at the uh, at the end to celebrate the win. Rank the women's Illini team, cowards. They're 26th. Still not 26. 26th. Right there. Rank them. Right there. Uh, my number three we just talked about a little bit ago, Donovan Mitchell. Just absolutely destroying the Bulls in overtime. 71 points. 
Someone guard him. Yeah. S defense? Not with Billy Donovan. What's Bulls, that? Bulls had a big lead in that game. Yeah, Ooh, of course they did. They ended up losing because it's the Bulls. <laughs> if you're a Chicago sports fan, life is tough for you right now. It really is, yeah. <laughs> uh, my number two moment from the sports weekend also came uh, yesterday, and it was the uh, Boston Bruins pulling up to uh, the Winter Classic yesterday at Fenway Park, and they were feeling the, the baseball themes as they were wearing uh, throwback Boston Red Sox uniforms. Their mm -hmm. players came out uh, on the buses with uh, the gloves on their bat and everything with the old school uniforms. So it was cool that they were in with a baseball theme yesterday at Fenway. I, I like that. My number two uh, is Purdue going down. We already talked about the football team, but the basketball team mm -hmm. also. Number yeah. one, losing to Rutgers. Hey, they lost at the rack. That's a tough place to That play. is. I mean, we would know from experience. I think we lost there last year. Yeah. So. Illinois has lost there, yes. Yeah. You're yeah. right. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, still number one, though. Number one in your, I guess, number one in the coaches' hearts, Purdue. Well, I mean, it just happened yesterday. I know. I know. The polls will come out next week, and they won't be, but... Uh, yeah, so not a good day for be a Boilermaker yesterday. No. Uh, but my number one is also from uh, uh, college football, and that's uh, over the weekend, just the college football playoff. It was just nuts. TCU, that game against mm -hmm. Michigan, and then uh, Ohio State, Georgia, and just the synchronization of that one video of the ball drop with the uh, kick, missed kick by Ohio State there mm -hmm. right at the stroke of midnight. Well, it was cool to see. My number one is not a good thing, and that is uh, the uh, sports world and the, uh, the the racing community uh, losing Ken Block, rally racer, creator of DC Shoes, uh, mm -hmm. died in a snowmobile accident yesterday uh, at his ranch in Utah. So uh, kind of shocking there. Um, if you're a yeah. rally rally fan, rally cross, any any of those things, you know who Ken Block is. Um, definitely mm -hmm. a, a tragic thing that happened uh yesterday and then you go on his social media pages and from two days ago he has pictures of his ranch there in utah that he ended up dying on so uh mm. kind of creepy um but yeah. yeah that uh that was sad news to see yesterday on top yeah. of the the other news i saw both those at the same time this morning when i woke up on social media mm. so uh not a good night for sports yeah no uh not a good start to uh 2023 no. Uh, but hey, and 2022 taking Barbara Walters right at the end. What's wrong with you? I know, and I didn't even get it on What's the uh, wrong with you? memoriam because it was so uh, so uh. late in 2022. Uh, I know, I know, but uh, well, we uh, we'll uh, truck on, we'll truck on into the uh, podcast. I got more to talk about. We'll talk more in depth on the playoff games that happened the weekend. I'll take a look at the NFL playoff picture, and uh, we'll recap pick them. As well, uh, coming up, but coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry coming up yeah. here. A new uh, show coming at you, and uh, so enjoy that. But catch us in the uh, pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. <laughs> Woo! 
Welcome in to uh, overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you, hanging out. And uh, we still got a lot more to uh, talk about. We got to talk more in detail those college football games that happened yesterday, but also about the uh, playoff that occurred over the weekend as well. We'll talk about the NFL as well that happened over the weekend and where the playoff picture stands as of now for some of your teams. Maybe you're still in it, still in the race, win in your end games coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, the NBA, NHL, performances happening uh, there, and also recapping Pick'em as well coming at you here on the uh, Loaded Podcast. Yeah. So, uh, let's get into it. And, of course, is there anything on sports or anything you wanted to clean up? Yeah, Colts interim head coach is not happy with how his team responded to a controversial oh. celebration. Jeff Saturday blasted uh, the Giants rookie uh, sack celebration, called it trash and tasteless, and said he was disappointed from the O-line perspective in their response. India's 4-11-1 after dropping six straight games, and they're going to host the Texans in a big matchup this Sunday. Oh, boy. Final Colts game of the year. You'll hear it over on WCRA. Booking games, but you started the season with the Texans, and Let's you're going to end, end it. end it with another tie. <laughs> I mean, they almost had tie. it the, <laughs> They yeah. almost had it a few weeks ago. Uh, the Pacers extended their winning streak to four games after taking down the Raptors 122-114 to in Indy. Uh, as Miles Turner had 18 points and 10 rebounds in the victory. Gary Trent Jr. scored a game-high 32 points for the Raptors, who have now lost three of their last four games. They're now 16-21. and 21. The Pacers are 21-17. and 17. The Dolphins won't be playing quarterback Tua Tungavailoa as they battle to keep their season alive. Miami head coach Mike McDaniel said Monday that there is no timetable for Tungavailoa's return as he deals with his second trip to the concussion protocol. McDaniels added that the Dolphins will start either Teddy Bridgewater or rookie Skylar Thompson in their season finale against the Jets. Miami needs to beat New York and for the Patriots to lose to the Bills in order to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um... The Titans are naming starting quarterback for their winner-take-all divisional title matchup against the Jags. Head coach Mike Vrabel says Joshua Dobbs will be the signal caller for the AFC South showdown. The six-year veteran made his first start last Thursday against the Cowboys, where he threw for 232 yards, a touchdown, and interception. Rookie Malik Willis started three times for Tennessee this season in place of injured Ryan Tannehill. The Titans and Jags will battle for the AFC South crown in Jacksonville Saturday night. So that game will be That's Saturday right. night. Yep. As we mentioned, Donovan Mitchell uh, had 70, became the seventh player in NBA history to score at least 70 points in the game, finishing with 71 points and 11 assists. He tied the game with three seconds left to send it to OT, where he poured in 13 points. 71 points is the most in Cavs history, surpassing the 57 scored by both LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Cleveland has won its last two games. DeMar DeRozan had 44 for the Bulls in the losing effort. So, therefore, Donovan Mitchell, much better Cav than Kyrie and LeBron. Oh, yeah. I mean, easily. Case closed. Easily. For sure. Easily. <laughs> um, and then we got some college bowls, but I think you want to talk about those a little bit later on, right? Right, yeah. I was going to get to those a little <coughs> bit later. Outdoor hockey is coming to T-Mobile Park in Seattle next year. The That's NHL right. announced Monday that the 2024 Winter Classic will be played at the home ballpark of the Seattle Mariners. The game will feature the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. Two newest franchises in the NHL will be the first time the Kraken have hosted an outdoor game. The announcement came just before the Bruins beat the Penguins 2-1 at Fenway Park in this year's edition of the Winter Classic. Isn't it still kind of hot out in Seattle? I don't know anything about Seattle cold like climate is it cold? does it get cold out there i i yeah it gets hot out, it gets cold out there okay. but also it's very notorious for being rainy as well right but i mean i guess it's in t-mobile park so i guess they put the roof could on. put the roof but that would 
But that would make it hot. Negate the Winter Classic feel, I would think. Yeah, it also probably make it hotter. <laughs> yeah, but it just always seems to work out more often than not. I know that was, there was a game in uh, New York with the Rangers and Sabres yes. one time that had issues with the ice and the reflection, of course, that one time that they were in mm-hmm. Lake Tahoe as well. But it seems so often that it ever so happens that every New Year's Winter Classic, it's like rainy gray yep. or whatnot. I think they started this one later in the day so that the uh, reflections off the ice wouldn't be any issue there in Boston. But, yeah, going to Seattle. Yeah. How about that? Mike Rockin. Yeah, you going to go out to watch it? Um, we'll see if I can get the time off. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tennis great Martina Navatilova is battling two types of cancer. One is breast cancer, a disease that threatened her life 13 years ago. The other is throat cancer. The 660-year-old Czech native who won 10 Grand Slam singles titles during her tennis career says both cancers are considered early stage. Navatilova called the diagnosis a, quote, double whammy, but says it's still fixable and that she's hoping for a favorable outcome. She plans to begin treatment this month. Mm. So there you go. There you go. That's what I got. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's take a look at what happened in the uh, NFL this uh, past weekend. Uh, the uh, Falcons, they won over the uh, Cardinals by a point, game-winning a field goal there at the uh, very end. They gave the Falcons the victory. Uh, the Lions destroyed the uh, Bears 41-10. to Man, oh, man. Golf, William Swift, they all uh, destroyed the Bears. Yeah. 3-13 and 13 now are Chicago. And, again, why is Justin Fields playing? Uh, the uh, Chiefs, they beat the uh, Broncos 27-2-24. Uh, man, McKinnon really hot right now. Fifth touchdown, receiving touchdown in five games in a row now for – him there and KC pulls it out but have no fear guys Russell Wilson finally did it he's finally reached the uh, milestone of the season he has 13 touchdowns passing touchdowns and that is more passing touchdowns than he has bathrooms in his house oh good that was what we were monitoring this entire season it took him this long to get it but but he did it I'm glad I'm I was worried about that man man yeah, wipe that off. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you would ever live that one down. No wonder I haven't been sleeping lately. Right, even though he doesn't use any of those bathrooms because of the uh, special diet and training that he, he does no, to f- use the bathroom less frequently uh, there to optimize his performance and uh, optimize his efforts into other things uh, as well. But uh, yes, Not 12. on the football field, obviously. Yeah, obviously not. The Broncos, 4-12 and a 12 on the season, but hey, there may be some hope. There may be some hope with the Colts uh, as well with uh, some reports out there about a possible head coach in the collegiate ranks could be uh, coming back into the NFL if it is offered. Uh, but it seems like we talk about that. Who's every that? Time. Jim Harbaugh. Oh, reported I'm that not if getting my hopes if up. He's nah. offer, if he's offered an NFL job, he could leave Michigan. I mean, I said from the beginning, Indy is the best yeah. option. Yeah, I said yeah. that whenever they fired uh, Reich. I said mm-hmm. – Get Harbaugh in there. That's where he played. Yeah. Makes sense. Definitely. Makes so much sense. Uh, but, yeah, it's been talked about that. It almost seems like uh, every couple of years for uh, Coach Har Harbaugh uh, there. And, hey, you've won, you beat Ohio State two years in a row. So, uh, maybe. What has got left? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, besides the national championship. But, you know, you're yeah. never getting that. Exactly. It falls short in the playoff. 
again that we'll talk about in a second. Uh, the Patriots, they pulled it out against uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the uh, Dolphins 23-21. So the Patriots' playoff hopes are clinging in the balance as well as the Dolphins as well as still fighting for playoff positioning. Uh, the Giants, they clinched a playoff spot uh, on uh, Sunday. They uh, beat the Colts 38-10 to uh, 10, uh, there. And it's the first time that the Giants have made the playoffs since that infamous uh, boat photo there that they uh, took one time and uh, they've been pretty much losers uh, ever since that uh, photo losers. they're in they're in the playoffs so uh, and of course that whole situation with uh, scary situation with the foals on the ground being injured there called a rib injury but uh, that was a scary situation uh, the uh, Saints, they beat the Eagles. That's right. The Saints beat the Eagles as uh, Jalen Hurts was uh, not playing in the game to, the, to that injury again. And Gardner Minshew was the uh, QB. And uh, Minshew mania, it was not as the Saints beat the Eagles 20-10. to And now that opens the door with uh, Dallas's uh, victory and uh, on uh, Thursday night yep. that opens the door that the uh, Cowboys could not only win the NFC East they could be the number one overall seed somehow some way after all is said and done I don't so understand that. the Eagles at 13 and three is still cannot rest their starters uh, next week and so they're actually playing for uh, something in the final weeks of the season there so I don't get this that is just insane to me that Dallas could end up being the number one Number one overall seed, not just winning the East, but number one overall. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks they uh, pulled it out over the uh, Panthers, so that means uh, they're uh, NFC South champions. Thirty to twenty-four, it didn't look good there in the early going. Uh, Carolina had the lead, but Tom Brady and he found his favorite target again there in uh, Tampa. Well, minus Gronk, of course, he's not there, but uh, Mike Evans three touchdowns, 10 grabs, 207 yards. If you were in the championship game of your fantasy uh, championship and you had Mike Evans, you were having a good day. You probably mm-hmm. won your championship. Three TDs uh, there and the Bucks comeback victory. Uh, eight and eight, but hey, they're in. They're NFC South champions. There you go. That's all that matters. Uh, the Commanders, they were eliminated, even though Ron Rivera had no idea that they could uh, get eliminated uh, with a loss and another uh, win combination with another team. Uh, the Browns beat them 24-10 to a 10 there. Deshaun Watson, three uh, touchdowns. Nine for 18, but three of those, uh, three of those uh, nine completions were touchdowns. Uh, the Jags, they destroyed the Texans 31-3, to even though this game didn't mean anything for uh, Jacksonville. It's all about the game on Saturday coming up. Uh, the 49ers, they pulled it out in overtime over the Raiders, 37-34. Devontae Adams had a solid game, seven grabs, 153 yards, two touchdowns. Stidham, he was okay. Yeah. 365 yards, three touchdowns, almost pulled it off against the Niners. If I'm the Raiders, Travis... I'm trading Derek Carr. I'm going with Stidham. Yeah, I think it could be a possibility. Yeah. I think Derek Carr has probably seen his last snaps in the there NFL. in Vegas. In the NFL. No, not in the NFL, just in Vegas. Like brother, like brother. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like I said, the Geno Smith revenge game, they beat the Jets 23-2-6. So uh, Seahawks, they could potentially be getting into the uh, postseason after getting rid of their franchise quarterback. How does that but happen? I don't know how it does, but the Seahawks, 
They they beat the the Jets and eliminated them from postseason contention there for New York. Uh, the Packers just obliterated the uh, Vikings. I mean, Vikings ended up scoring 14 in the fourth quarter, but this game wasn't even close at all. Green Bay 41 to 17. Uh, they're playing some good ball there in Green Bay, and uh, they are a win away from getting into the postseason. They don't need any other scenarios happening. They beat Detroit. They are in to the playoffs. Uh, they own the tiebreaker over the uh, Seahawks. I'll go through the tiebreakers uh, in a little bit. But Green Bay, after everything, all the drama and uh, stuff with Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and whatnot, they still could be getting into the uh, postseason and coming in as one of the hottest teams in the NFL uh, as well if they get there. Speaking of uh, players that uh, kept people alive in their fantasy football championships, that's Austin Eckler. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, EK. As a 31 to 10 over the Rams, so yeah, he lit up my favorite team. But the uh, both the double-edged sword of fantasy football, he rips up your your favorite team, but he helps you in fantasy football. Hey. Uh, Austin Eckler, 10 carries, 122 yards, two uh, touchdowns on the afternoon as well. Uh, but battle for LA goes the Chargers' way. As you would expect this year. Yeah, as you would expect. So, uh, and then the Steelers, they somehow, someway won that game on Sunday. They pulled it out against the Ravens, 16-13. to There was the final, and after all said and done, Pittsburgh could find themselves in the playoffs as well as much as back and forth they had with Kenny Pickett, Trubisky, back mm-hmm. to Kenny Pickett, and uh, they could still get into the playoffs there by beating their, their rivals, 16 How crazy 13. is that? Uh, there and everything uh, with the seating purposes that are still uh, for grabs and who knows what's going to happen. We talked about it at the yeah. beginning of the show with the Bills and the Bengals. Who I knows mean, what's going to happen to that? We got to find out what's going to happen with that first before um, we can kind of start thinking about the rest of the league. Right. Because so much you know depends on that game. Right. Uh, but the the win and you're in a scenario for the Jags or the uh, Titans. Uh, the Jags could end up uh, getting into the playoffs even with a, a tie. All they got to do is tie with Tennessee. But also they could still lose to the Titans, but also would need uh, losses by the Dolphins, Patriots, and the Steelers to uh, still get in. So, uh, But the only way to guarantee yourselves for Jacksonville is win or they could tie and still get in as well. And uh, so uh, the Titans, they need to beat uh, Jacksonville. And uh, that game was announced uh, earlier than all the rest, but mm-hmm. it's going to happen on uh, Saturday in uh, prime time there at uh, 7.15. Coverage on uh, ESPN, ABC, and just how we drew it up. It's going to be a big, biggest game of the season for the AFC South, Tennessee, and the Jags. Yeah, Coming just up. exactly as we thought. I think I, we we both said that on our uh, when we were doing our predictions at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I looked at some of those. Of course, you did. So did I. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll take a look on the playoffs. We look great. <laughs> Start. Uh, the uh, Dolphins can clinch uh, with a win uh, against the Jets and a Patriots loss to uh, the uh, Bills, but. Who knows about that? The Patriots, they need to uh, beat the Bills or have the Dolphins lose and Steelers lose and Jaguars win. So a lot of things happen to get uh, New England in the playoffs. Uh, Steelers would need to uh, win against the Browns plus have the Dolphins lose and have uh, the uh, Patriots lose as well. 
that's the AFC uh, scenarios uh, there with uh, everything up in the air with Buffalo and Cincinnati seeding purposes. Uh, the Eagles, uh, they can clinch with a win or a tie against New York. The Cowboys to lose or tie with the Commanders. And the 49ers to lose or tie with the Cardinals. And those are the three scenarios for Philadelphia. Uh, the Cowboys can uh, clinch the number one uh, seed with a win at the Commanders, plus have the Eagles lose and the 49ers lose or tie to the Cardinals as well. 49ers actually are still in play for the number one seed. They have to have the uh, they got to beat the Cardinals, and they also have to have the Eagles lose to the Giants. So, number one seed, just like in the AFC, up for grabs. NFC up for grabs as well. We thought Philly had this wrapped up. Yeah, isn't this one of the most craziest like final weekends it as really far is. as where everyone's gonna go? And yeah, again, you know, you you hate. Especially with the number one seed, the only team with a bye. So it's yeah. super important. It's super important. And, and again, with everything that happened last night, how are they going to rule that? Is it a tie? Is it just canceled? How, however they decide to rule that mm-hmm. is going to affect you know, the trickle down, at least seeding wise. Because yeah. we know the Bills and Bengals are both in. Both in. But, and again, the Ravens can still win the North. Over the mm, Bengals, right. So it's very important how the NFL plays this, and I don't. Again, I don't know what the right answer know. is. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I went back and forth with Derek over a couple scenarios, and none of them. We we couldn't find one that we both kind of looked at each other and said that's the way to go. Yeah, you know, if you you just cancel, well then they have one less game than the rest of the league. So how do you figure out seating purposes that way? Right. You can't replay it by this weekend. No. Do you give both teams ties? Well, then that would give, you know, the Ravens a half game basically behind the Bengals. And I don't know, you know, if that's right. fair. So Yeah, and it wasn't necessarily a tie. Yeah, but, but it was so – see, yeah, was if in the, the injury happened in the third quarter, you could say, all right, we got to halftime, game's more than halfway over. Here's – you know, it's done. This is the final score. It's over. But because it was so early, like you said, there's really no, there's nothing that can make it happen. I I, I don't know what the right call is. No, yeah, I don't know either. Uh, the seventh seed uh, for the playoffs for the NFC still for grabs. Like I said, Packers win against the Lions, they're in. But the Lions would clinch with a win against the Packers, and they would need the Seahawks to lose or tie with the Rams or a tie with the Packers and Seahawks loss and other, all the other scenarios mm-hmm. uh, there. There's a ton of them tied with them. Uh, Seahawks could clinch with a win against the Rams plus have the Packers lose or tie with the Lions and other scenarios as well. Um, and so uh, I propose that if the uh, Matthew Stafford is healthy enough to play for the Rams this week, you put him in at quarterback, you have him beat the Seahawks, and that would open the door for the Lions to possibly get into the postseason and help Detroit in the postseason. Hmm. That's what I propose. That's what you propose, huh? But, of course, it's all about the health of uh, Stafford there. And I saw some people like, what are you going to do with the Rams and Seahawks? They gave them the 325 time slot, and if the Rams do win that game against Seattle, it's a – when you're in for the Lions or the Packers, but if the Seahawks win, it's really only a win 
and you're in for the Packers. Mm-hmm. So, but no easy thing to do. Uh, the Lions do get the primetime game. Uh, it's the last regular season game. There's no Monday Night Football this upcoming week, and at least for now, and it's the Lions uh, and the Packers. There can't be because you got college football championship. Oh, yeah, I guess that's So true. there can't be a Monday Night Football game because your broadcast partner is already committed to airing something else. Right, I guess So that true. throws a wrench as well into how do you remake up this, this game. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. I forgot about the, the national championship. Mm, the natty. The natty, yep. So, I mean, hey. I hope the Rams and Seahawks tie, Travis, and <laughs> then the Lions win. That'll get the Lions into the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I'm cheering for them. Yeah, you got to, right? Yeah, to at least one team, my predictions, my bold predictions for yeah. the NFL season to come true. I think that would outweigh the uh, Raiders going to the – What I had them going to the division mm-hmm, round. Mm-hmm. Championship, maybe. I don't know. Had the Chiefs pick third. So I just went and simulated for the next week, Travis, using the <sighs> NFL playoff machine. Mm-hmm. So here's my playoffs. I got uh, – in the AFC, I got Kansas City's the one, Buffalo the two, Cincinnati the three, Jacksonville the four, Chargers the five, Baltimore the six, and Miami the seven. Mm-hmm. And then in the NFC side of things, I got San Francisco as the one, Philly is the two, Minnesota the three, Tampa Bay the four, Dallas the five, Giants the six, and the Lions the seven. Yeah. That's because I have the tie between the Rams and the Seahawks. Mm. But there you go. There you go. I want it. Lions are in. Make it happen. Get the Lions in there. (laughs) Make it happen. Do your part, Rams. (laughs) We'll try. It's in Seattle, though. Do your part. I don't uh... I don't like our chances in, in Seattle. Your offense is ranked 31st. Do better. Mm-hmm. Hey, but the season would uh, not be lost, or at least uh, for me, if we're 6-11 and 11 and we kept the Seahawks out of the playoffs. That's right. So you need to do it, Travis. There you go. We'll try. We'll do our best. Uh, yesterday in uh, College of Football, the uh, Rose Bowl was played uh, yesterday, and uh, Penn State apparently had never won a Rose Bowl until yesterday, yeah. maybe Utah thirty-five to uh, twenty-one, and I think uh, Utah's quarterback actually went down there. Uh, Clifford for Penn State seems like he's been there uh, forever, kind of. I remember Trace McSorley a little bit, but hey, Penn State they got it done in the tournament of roses. Mm-hmm. They're thirty-five twenty-one. Uh, Purdue a wall or uh, Purdue got walloped by LSU, sixty-three to a seven, was the uh, final there. And then uh, Tulane, oh boy, they beat USC, uh, forty-six to forty-five in a wild and a crazy game. Tulane was down by sixteen points in the final four minutes, and they come back to win and they beat the future uh, Big Ten conference team, USC. And Tulane goes from two wins the year prior to 12 and two this season. Want to turn around? Congratulations! For the Green Wave yeah. is what they're called. I thought it was only Mattoon. No, was the Green Wave, but no, Tulane. I knew Tulane was the Green Wave. Yeah, totally. I paid attention to them all, all season. I know you did. It's okay. Don't they have that weird colored field, or is that Coastal Carolina? I, mean, it's I Coastal don't Carolina. They had like the blue or the turquoise field. Uh, I guess, but uh, Tulane 
one of the most exciting college games, and this is why, Eric, why we have so many college bowl games, is you have stuff happens like this. It mattered a whole heck of a lot. I don't know about uh, any other team winning uh, the Cotton Bowl, but it means a whole heck of a lot for Tulane to uh, win the, the Cotton Bowl, and you'd have a game like that. I agree. I agree with you. And so... Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, the uh, games on uh, New Year's Eve, it was uh, – game. the day started off with Alabama destroying Kansas State 45-20. to And I love how the uh, narrative got quieter and uh, quieter. At the beginning of the day, Alabama, they destroyed Kansas State. What did you expect? Nick Saban had however many weeks to prepare for this. And, yeah. of course, Alabama would blow out Kansas State. You have Nick Saban three weeks to prepare for an opponent. This is what happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone was clamoring for, oh, Alabama's one of the best fourth teams in the country, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then the TCU comes out and uh, they beat Michigan, proving that they belong, even though they lost to at Kansas State in their championship game. Every time that TCU, they scored, Michigan State would counterpunch, and then TCU would come back with another haymaker there, even though controversial fashion i know a couple of those plays in the uh, michigan game with uh, that touchdown in their early going that was uh, waved off and then uh, the Mich the wolverines turned it over there as well and there was a controversial targeting at the or non targeting there in the game as well but hey them the breaks welcome to getting hosed by the officials it sucks don't it don't <laughs> doesn't it michigan and not fun when it doesn't happen. No, to you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And a TCU, that was only the beginning of the uh, playoff. What a start it was by TCU getting the victory over Michigan. I'm glad for them. I called it. You did. I said, you know, lack of respect for TCU from everyone. Mm -hmm. They're going to come out and show you. And now, Travis, have you looked at the number for Monday? I've looked at the point spread, yeah. Still no respect for TCU. No respect. No respect. So uh, TCU advanced. They won the Fiesta Bowl. And uh, then uh, this game uh, lived up to the second, to the first one as Georgia, they hold on. And Ohio State misses the kick at the very end. And uh, Georgia pulls off the comeback in the fourth quarter. 42-41 was the uh, final. Georgia pulls it out, but all I needed was Ohio State to cover, and they did exactly that for me in the uh, Peach Bowl, even though Ohio State couldn't make the kick there at the very end. The ball dropped on 2023, and the ball dropped out of Ohio State's hands mm -hmm. for the natty. So, uh, and again, Ohio State proved that they belong as well, even though they lost to Michigan. So after these two games, I heard silence about Alabama being one of the best four teams in the country after TCU hangs with Michigan and Ohio State hung with Georgia as well. So I was happy that that narrative uh, got quieted down a little bit. Hey, Alabama, only second time you missed out on the playoff. Well, we don't need you in a four-team playoff. It's not required to have the Crimson Tide there. Yep. And the two biggest games that they had this season, they lost. Point blank. That's done. It's over with. And uh, Georgia, TCU for the Natty in a SoFi Stadium coming up on a Monday, uh, January 9th. And uh, Georgia, I think they opened up uh, the two-point favorites. And it's kind of been slowly ticked down. I saw it the other day it was like 13 points. But now, actually, as we stand in the recording, it's 12 and a half points yep. that they're favored by. So, 
huge. Like you said, still no respect for TCU in nope. the national championship game, uh, favored by almost two touchdowns. No respect. I hope yeah. TCU comes out and gets them. Exactly. I might look like to have some more entertainment for the national championship, especially how close Ohio State took Georgia. Yep. Uh, TCU did have their running back go down, but that uh, second guy that filled in, uh, he was uh, outstanding uh, there in the Fiesta Bowl on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. So TCU, Georgia, Georgia going back, trying to go for back-to-back yeah. national championships in uh, Los Angeles coming up on coming Monday. Up on Monday. Very cool. Very excited for the college football season. Only got one more game left. Yep, and then it's all done. It's all done. Nothing left but finding out where everyone transfers to. All right, yeah, and then the the craziness of the portal will uh, will open up. And then draft talk, Travis. Your and favorite. My favorite. Your favorite thing. My favorite thing. The draft talk, talk right around the corner is a draft. Chase Young talk. already said he's uh, going. So. <sighs> yeah. Yep. All right, so. Uh, Donovan Mitchell in the NBA last night he drops a 71 on the Bulls. We already talked about that extensively, but the uh, the Warriors they had a, a comeback effort against the uh, Atlanta Hawks and uh, Clay Thompson he goes off for 54. So yeah, kind of gets overshadowed by the 71, but so. uh, 54 points for a Clay, 10 for 21 from beyond the arc mm-hmm. and they went in double overtime over Atlanta 143 to 141 and I didn't even know uh DiVincenzo they used to play for the Bucks he's yeah. a warrior now oh no idea no no clue. no idea until last night seeing him make that three last night at the uh, end of regulation I think it was uh to send the game into OT but uh so I mean the Bulls and Cavs had a game but so did the Warriors and Hawks mm-hmm. my goodness a lot of high scoring last night. Yes, very and much so. The NBA and the Nets, they may have finally figured things out. Kyrie had a huge putback dunk as well, 139 over 103 to the Spurs. And the Nets, 25 and a 12 right now. And I think they're riding a win streak as well. Yes, they are. My goodness. Pretty big one, I think. 12-game winning yeah. streak. Yeah, I'd say they're riding yep. a win streak there, Travis. Yep. Wow. Turning it around. Hey, you know what? Yeah. It's about time, right? They had to, right? And then uh, also uh, LeBron goes for 43 points plus a pretty uh, sweet uh, dunk as well. Give him props uh, on that. I mean, his head almost hit the bottom of the backboard there in that uh, reverse jam over the Hawks, Mm -hmm. 121-115. Sure, LeBron's great. I mean, he's only like now the second best Cav ever, so... (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, and then uh, in the NHL yesterday, only uh, three games, but the Winter Classic was played, and uh, Pittsburgh actually uh, had a lead for the ma- good majority of the game. But Boston comes back, and they proves why they're one of the best teams in the NHL this season. Uh, they scored a couple there in the third period to pull it out, two to one over Sidney Crosby and the uh, Penguins yesterday at uh, Fenway. In what was you know. Pretty decent hockey game there yeah. at, at Fenway. So it wasn't uh, too outrageously cold uh, like it was a year ago with uh, the Blues and mm-hmm. Wild. Gosh, that one was uh, bitter. Super 
bitterly cold is right. Yeah. For sure. Um, there and then uh, Eric mentioned there the only other things that I wanted to mention in hockey was that Tarasenko and uh, yeah. O'Reilly. Time to call it a year, Travis. <sighs> yeah. I've already called it a year for the Blackhawks. I think I did that about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Remember there was a time at the beginning of the season where the Blackhawks had a better record than the Blues? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember that? Again, if you're a Chicago sports fan, there's not a lot to be excited about. We have the number two draft. Number two pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Trey Mancini may still be a Cub. Mm. Yes. Rafael Devers may come to Chicago a year from now because he just signed a one-year deal with the White, uh, Red Sox. To avoid arbitration. But they're still talking long term. Yeah, the Blackhawks, they could get the number one pick. Oh. They could get that generational talent. They could. And I saw on a sports center earlier. Bedard, I think, was his name. Yeah, Boston, 17 million one year for Rafael Devers. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. All right, so uh, I think the only thing left here is uh, pick them. Yes. All righty, so let's go ahead and recap that. Recap of Pick'em, and you're definitely going to have to recap it because you're going to have to refresh my memory because I don't remember what we picked since it's been so long ago. Well, we didn't pick a whole lot of the – the college bowl games because we didn't have a show. So we started with the uh, college football championship as it was TCU against Michigan. Michigan minus seven and a half. Travis went with Michigan. I went TCU. So TCU picked up the win there. Then it was Ohio State versus Georgia. Georgia minus six. Travis went Ohio State. I went Georgia. So Travis got the win on that one. Uh, Then we go to Sunday. It was Bears at the Lions. Lions minus six. We both went with the Lions. That was double wins. Colts at Giants. Giants minus five and a half. We both went Giants. Double wins there. Mm -hmm. And then Illinois and Mississippi State. It was Mississippi State minus one and a half. Travis went Illinois. I went Mississippi State. And Mississippi State covered for me. So, therefore, Travis got... for everybody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Travis got three wins. I got four. So... I won the week, but Travis still ahead 108 to 104 as far as points-wise. So that's where we're at. Coming up this week, we got a U of I basketball game. Yep. And we got uh, final weekend of the Colts and the Bears. Mm -hmm. And I think we got a Sunday NFL game we'll be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think... The National Championship. National Championship we'll do on Monday's show. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to do... You got to do all the NFL playoffs, right? Yeah, We've gone this to. far. I mean, yeah, the Super Bowl to. is the, the end game here. Once we get to the Super Bowl, we're, we're done. Yeah, but I think that's about right. I I think, I, I think we got some some more games down the pike. We'll be doing, uh, like we said, this this weekend, and uh, stay tuned for the uh, some more news on that. Possibly, we may be even doing uh, some more games coming up soon. Ooh, stay tuned. Yes, I will. I'll be uh, staying tuned. You should. All right. So. I was just looking real quick to see. Oh, they haven't announced what NFL games we're doing this week. But we are doing NFL games. Mm. And then next Thursday, we get the NBA for Travis. Oh, boy. The NBA. Who's uh, who's next Thursday? Dallas at Lakers. 
Mm, that's a good one. At and then get to hear Luca. Yeah, and then possibly some more NBA, but I gotta check with the uh, U of I schedule. Sure. Maybe some college basketball too. We'll throw in possibly. Who knows? Ooh, who we'll knows? see what I, we'll see how I'm feeling. See how you feel and see what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> see what's good radio. All right. Is this good radio? I mean, we're a podcast. It doesn't matter. There you go. Exactly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> Not on the radio. That's right. Not anymore. Well, yeah. It's uh, Fitz and Harry are in the background. Yeah, right Fitz and Harry. Like it. Starting the, it. Starting the new lineup. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't. New year, the, new lineup, new, new clocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't adjust any of it. <laughs> All right. So uh, that will uh, do it up for us. We're going to get on out of here and make sure I'll click on the right thing to start the right thing. There we go. And uh, so uh, we'll be back for you tomorrow. And we'll be back tomorrow to recap our games uh, that we're at. And maybe we'll uh, have an update on things in the NFL world yeah. as well, hopefully. And so uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out.